the world of alcohol is a large and fascinating place. As a lifelong storyteller, I enjoy nothing more than hearing people's stories, finding out what inspired them, and really what makes them tick. This is Hudson Lindenberger, the host of Booze News, and you're listening to Roar on WGN. You know, beer is one of those products that you you have it to celebrate and you have it to comfort your pain. Hey, welcome today, Troy. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Pretty good season. Yeah, it seems like, uh, you know, the NFL has a good thing going for sure. And every year there's a lot of drama. There's a lot of close games. There's a lot of excitement. And this year is no different. So, yeah, a lot of fun. It's a long year, and uh, you know I always look forward to when the season ends. But then by the time it rolls back around in August with the preseason and all, I'm ready to get back to it. I grew up in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, so I was always a Bengals fan growing up. So yeah, well, it's I'm a good time to be a Bengals fan for sure. I, I'm I a I'm a huge fan of Joe Burrow's. I, I just love the way he plays and love his style, and it's uh, it's nice to see because. You know, there's a lot of franchises around the league that have had their droughts, and Cincinnati certainly had theirs. And then you've got a guy like Joe Burrow, and and then what Zach Taylor's been able to do, it just feels like this is a franchise that's going to be good for a long time. I hope so. Uh, they 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 evade the Cleveland curse. Cincinnati actually yeah. knows how to win. Where I'd, <laughs> I always tell people, I don't know what it is, but poor Cleveland, they just they they uh, seem to get the pieces together in every sport they have, and then they just cannot rarely ever get over the finish line. Yeah, they you know they were close a few years ago when they got to the postseason, and and you know those fans as well. I I just you know my heart breaks for for all those fans for teams like that cleveland has such a great fan base and for them to not have had more success than they've had i don't know i i think that when when teams like cincinnati and and cleveland and and others that have struggled for so long when they get relevant then it's just fun it's fun for the league it's fun for us to be covering new teams as broadcasters and it's great for the networks well, speaking of um, football, the, the Cowboys had a pretty good year, and I would think that that probably helped with um, with your beer eight. Yes, it was. Uh, you know, it was a couple years in the making, and then we launched a year ago. Uh, first year went fantastic; it surpassed all of our expectations, and it was received the way that we had hoped that it would be. I, I think that you know, beer is one of those products that uh, you you have it to celebrate and you have it to comfort your pain. And so even if the Cowboys had struggled, I, I you know, I don't know if their success has helped or not. But I think that a lot of a lot of Cowboy fans have certainly got excited about the beer. But I'm hopeful that as we move along, uh, that it will transcend my, you know, jersey number and the fact that I play for the Cowboys and people will enjoy it as just a great tasting beer. I think that was a, a great idea. You know, when you name the beer, it's eight, but it doesn't say on it like Troy Aikman's eight. Because, right. you know, I think, look, you know, there's a lot of Troy Aikman fans out there, but I'm sure there's a lot of not Troy Aikman fans out there, too. Right. So it kind of, you know, would have limited yourself. Yeah. And when we got into the naming of it, you know, I initially thought eight was was the right name. We had a placeholder name that was very similar. And I didn't like that name at first. And then it kind of grew on me as we went around and met with different distributors. But then we thought, well, maybe we'll get something that's not quite as closely tied to my playing career. And 
We did that exercise, and then I reached out to a guy named Kenny Dichter, who founded Marquee Jets and Wheels Up and is just a serial entrepreneur and a tremendous marketer. And I reached out to him and asked him what his thoughts were and told him what we were doing with the light beer. And he immediately said, the name's got to be eight. And he went through all of the reasons why and why it worked. And and now it just seems like I uh, can't imagine it being any other name. So it, it has fit. I love the packaging. Every step along the way has been very meticulous, uh, beginning with the naming of it, but the packaging as well and how we've rolled it out and how we've gotten it into various cities and the way we distribute it and so forth. Uh, but it's something that I'm really proud of. And, and, and this year, too, is going to be a really important year for us, as you can imagine, that we're no longer the new kid on the block and we want to show that we can continue to grow and we have sustainability. And, and so uh, our work has really just begun. Well, and, you know, with your packaging and just the whole beer, I remember from when we talked about this a year ago, I mean, because, you know, you always hear about celebrities getting into alcohol, which is the hot new thing. And, you know, some are involved, some aren't involved. But you, know, you were kind of intimately involved from day one with this beer. And really, it was kind of a passion project for you because, you know, you were a lifelong kind of light beer drinker that you enjoyed right. and you just weren't really finding something out there that you liked. And tell me a little bit more about kind of the whole launching of it. Yeah, this has been, this really has been, Hudson, this has been the, the easiest thing for me to do because it, it is a passion project. It is something that I really believe in. It, it fits my lifestyle. You know, I think those who know me know that, you know, I'm very meticulous about what I put in my body. I work out, I take health and wellness extremely seriously, but I also enjoy having a beer with family and friends and and celebrating some of some of life's moments. Uh, and I do that with a light beer. So I felt like if I could come out with a beer that complemented my lifestyle, then then yeah, let's do it. And let's do something that I think is even better than what's already on the market. And I thought what was on the market were products that had been on the market for a couple decades, had maybe gotten tired, and it was time for something fresh and something new. And so that was somewhat the mandate when we went to start developing the beer. And we went to Oregon State, partnered with them and their beer program. They got a fantastic food and science uh, department. We leaned on them and we just kept asking, hey, how can we make it better? How can we make it better for you? And so the end result is a beer with no adjuncts and no fillers. So we don't have any rice, corn, syrup, or sugars. And yet we're at 90 calories and and 2.6 carbs. So the measurables that are important to a lot of people we're right there in the sweet spot of what's on the market already. And basically, we've targeted our consumer that when we got together and talked, the people that I've always admired and respected have been the people who don't settle, who put in the work, put in the time, are committed to being better, whatever that means to them. And so that's who we wanted to target with this beer and those that put in the work during the week and then on the weekend enjoy having a few beers and uh, celebrating the, the week or whatever victories they might have had on the job or time with family, whatever it might be, without compromising all of the work that, that went in during the week. And so that's kind of the, the, the approach that we've had. And I think it's been really well received. The people that have tried it, have, they've loved it. And, uh, and we're getting a lot of return customers, which obviously is the real key to it all. Well, and you chose a good space, A, to go into because it really, you know, does work well with who you are and, you know, your health aspects. But also, you know, the beer, you know, overall industry as it is, is kind of stagnated, but the healthy beer movement is really yeah. doing well these days. And, you know, Michelob 
Ultra kind of helped pioneer that. But, you know, the seltzer showed that people wanted something healthy to drink, low-cal. But same with beer. It's like, you know, you created a really good beer that has a good flavor to it. But, you know, when you're coming in, you also were going up against, you know, the Michelob Ultras. And I know that Bud Light Next is out there now, which is another beer that's kind of targeting the healthy space. You know, how have you been able to kind of, you obviously have a an advantage rolling it out in Texas only that, you know, it is attached to your name. But how have you guys been able to counter that, the brands and getting your message out there that, look, this is a healthy beer and buy our beer instead of buying theirs? Yeah, it's been, you know, it's been a grassroots approach. You know, obviously, as you know, as a startup company, you know, we don't have deep pockets. And so we've been, we've had to be very strategic in, in how we have marketed the beer. I've got a lot of friends that have influence that have gotten behind it and have let people know about the beer. I think we have been very calculated in how we have gone after certain events to be for sponsorships and target those that we feel are our target consumers. We were the primary beer sponsor of the Dallas Marathon. We just were last weekend in Austin for the Austin Marathon. And it fits right into what we're about, those people. And I do feel, like you said, that I think people are becoming more and more aware of their health and wellness. And if given a choice between two products, assuming that they like the taste of both, they're going to consume the one that is better for you. So I've said very many times that if you like the taste of eight, there's really no reason why you would drink any other beer, knowing what I just explained in how we are a quote unquote better for you beer uh, with no adjuncts and no fillers. So I think that has really resonated and and we've been able to, it's taken a lot of work, of course, you know, hitting a lot of cities, a lot of travel. Uh, but getting it out in front of the consumers and letting them try it in various ways. That last year, I made a number of stops at various bars around cities across the state of Texas. Uh, we'll continue to interface with the consumers again this offseason. Uh, and then we're hoping by year's end, we're moving into maybe some other states. So we'll cross over outside of the state of Texas and and see how we do there as well. Well, I remember when we talked, you know, the last time we talked, one of the things you said, which you're like, look, if we never leave Texas I'm fine right. with that because, you know, it's the second biggest beer market in the United States. Yeah. But, you know, you said, look, right now, you said before we look beyond our borders, you know, we need to really score at home and, right. you know, solidify. And I've seen, you know, looking online and stuff. I mean, there's a ton of stories about you at events and stuff and really putting in the work, which, you know, you're kind of famous for actually putting in the work and busting your butt to make sure that things go right. And I think one of the really interesting one is kind of the whole, your team eight and the whole focus of healthy people and, you know, seeing you had this exercise and beer tour that you just were doing. Yeah. yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. Cause I think it's interesting, like other brands tap into X and Y and Z to grow it, but you've really are tapping into the health aspect of it and really promoting that. Yeah. And, and again, it goes back when we put this whole thing together, I sat for hours with my partners and talked to them about my philosophies on life, what I believe allows someone to be successful, what my approach is, whether it's to athletics as my playing career or in business now. And everything that came out of that is what represents eight. That's why this has been so easy for me to get behind. And so I admire, as I said a moment ago, I admire those that are active. I admire those that know what they want and they go after it. And so that is who the beer is made for. And we've collaborated with a few people who represent 
that very thing. And Jennifer Jacobs was the latest that we collaborated with. She was a former Peloton instructor. She now has her own program called Job One on Beachbody. And she came to Texas and did about a five-city tour, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, Austin. And and it aligned with everything that, that we were about, trying to get people out there and get active and get motivated. And then at the end of that, exposing them to eight beer. We called it Earn Your Earn Your Eight Fitness Tour. And it was it was very well received. So we've done that with some other people that represent the brand. Uh, and we'll continue to do that. And so like for this event, Earn Your Eight Fitness Tour. So people come in, like you kind of have a workout class and stuff like that. And then as I was reading, there's a no shower happy hour. A no shower happy hour. That's right. And uh, give them a chance to, to celebrate their accomplishment with a quenching light beer that doesn't compromise the work that they just put in. So it's uh, it was a good fit and really well received. You know, I mean, I lived in Boulder, Colorado for a long time. And every uh, Memorial Day, they have the Boulder Boulder, the 10K, which is the second largest 10K in the United States. I mean, it's just a huge event. 50, 60,000 people run. And you do it through the whole city and the whole town's going crazy because it's Boulder. And, you know, it's kind of a relaxed vibe. But you end up running into the CU Stadium. And, you know, it's filled, but after you get off the track, you know, they give you your bag of stuff, but they always have a beer sponsor. I remember the last time I ran it, it was about five years ago. I come off and they literally handed me an ice cold Michelob Ultra. And I just was like, hell yeah, it's like 11 in the morning. And this is perfect. This is delicious. This is exactly what I want, man. Well, hopefully, hopefully the next time you do that, they'll be handing you an ice cold eight beer. Of course, we're going to have to get Deion Sanders' approval uh, since he's now the the head coach there in Boulder. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, I've run. I I stopped running a couple years ago. I was just having some different ailments that weren't cooperating with me after 12 years in the NFL. And But I've run three half marathons. And everyone out there who's listening to this that's run a marathon, half marathon, full marathon, you know, you yourself has – as you said, it is a sense of accomplishment. I mean, it feels good. When you finish that run, you just feel like there's not a lot that I've done post-football career that you feel as accomplished as finishing a, a half or full marathon. And you want to celebrate. That's what it's all about. So the beer, I think, is a big part. It was for me, a big part of the celebration following one of those individual achievements like running a marathon. Yeah. And, you know, there's a big movement in Europe, but it's showing up in America, too, with even NA beer. I mean, there's like in Europe, it's been known for a long time with high level athletes that they'll get done with an event and they'll actually drink NA beer because they're like, quite frankly, it has all the stuff that we need for our body as much as a Gatorade. And they're like, we like it. It tastes good. So it's kind of the same with even a low cow beer and low alcohol beer. You know, I would argue it has to have the same effects. My bet is, is that it's probably even better for you than Gatorade. But, you know, I don't, I don't want to upset Gatorade. <laughs> but yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. So, you know, have you ever heard of um, El Bandito Yankee? It's the it's a tequila brand that's been out for two years. It was launched by Chris Chelios and Jim Bob uh, Morris, who played in the NFL for a couple of years. No, I I know those guys, but I was I'm not aware of the tequila. No, they launched it about two years ago out of uh, Chicago. And Jim Bob Morris is, I mean, that guy he's an entrepreneur at heart and incredibly successful. Well, he does, but they kind of they launched a tequila, and they're like, we want to do a super premium tequila that has no ingredients, no fillers. Like we want it to be made the old fashioned way and at a a decent price point, but they have like blown that brand up overnight. 
And all they focused on nonstop is um, they're like, look, all we're going to focus on is sports. It's just sports with tequila, you know, anything we can do, NASCAR, NFL. And they've done a really good job growing it without like a massive budget by targeting the fact that their view is they're like, look, sports are made to have fun, to have an enjoyable time. And tequila is perfect for that. Like, so we're just going to marry our brand to this from day one and run it to the end. And they've done a nice job of building it pretty quickly that way. What I do know is that in order for any of these brands, whether we're talking about alcohol or any other brand for that matter, it goes back to what I said eight represents that you have to put the work in and you've got to get behind it. And it doesn't just happen by saying, oh, hey, this is what we are. This is what we're about. And then leaving it at that and then expecting people to come and be a part of that. So uh, they obviously, if it's blown up the way that you say that it has, then they have gotten behind it, which doesn't surprise me. It's they they have an athlete's mentality to it. And not, not that all athletes are are achievement oriented, but if you've had the success that they've had, then you, you know what work is all about. So that's that's what eight is. That's what we are about. That's what we are about as a as a company. Uh, and that's what I'm about. So it's one of the reasons why we've had some of the success that we've had in our first year. Uh, but again, it, there's, there's no time to rest on any laurels because we're just, we're, like I said, we're just warming up. Um, you know, we haven't even really, the hard work hasn't even begun yet. Well, and that's what made me kind of think of El Bandito was, you know, talking with you is that, you know, look, El Bandito's Chris Chelios, NHL, you know, all Hall of Famer. You know, your beer eight is you, Troy Aikman, and if, you know, NFL Hall of Famer, but it's not brands that doesn't say on the label Chris Chelios's yeah. or, you know, Troy Aikman. It's more, this is just a good product. And Chris told me the same thing when I interviewed him. He said, look, he goes, I'm just out here busting my butt and working. He goes, this is what I do. This is what makes me happy. He goes, I'm not just going to put my name and sit back and hope it grows. And it's kind of the same for you because everything I've read or seen online is it's like, Troy's out there promoting this. You're out there working this. You know, you're in bars pouring it. I saw a picture of you with a big foam cowboy hat behind a bar. <laughs> you know, and, it, and it's really, I think, one of the keys is so many times with brands, people think, I'll just put it out there and succeed. It's like, you got to work. I mean, yeah. it's, you don't you don't win the game by showing up. No, you don't. And you don't know, you don't win any game. You know, you don't win the game of life just by showing up. Uh, so. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. I, I'm I'm proud of the work that that our teams put in, and excited about what's ahead of us. I've read somewhere that you're in 50 percent of all the Texas grocery stores now. That's right. Yes. So from there, I mean, you know, technically you guys are craft beer, and you're really doing a great job growing it. But you're only doing it with just one product. Are there any plans of maybe we'll roll out a second one? Or you're like, no, let's just stick with eight. What we have is good. Yeah, that's a good question. We've, we've been asked that. We're sticking with eight right now. Um, internally, we've kicked around. If we were to expand to other other lines of products that, you know, maybe some things that we might have an interest in and what we might call them. But right now, the focus is where it should be. And it's just on eight. We've got a long way to go before we start trying to introduce different product. How do you get that message out besides the fitness tour and this? Like, is your POS, is your messaging in stores that really just pushes the health aspect of it? I mean, are you featured on any of the POS or not really? I have been featured on the POS and what that looks like going forward, we'll see. But I think that that's the challenge, quite honestly, for us. It's easy when we're out there in the marketplace and we're at a marathon or we're at a uh, earn your eight fitness tour. We're able to tell that message. But 
Yeah, when we're in a store and someone who hasn't necessarily heard about what eight is or, you know, what differentiates it from what else is on the shelf, you know, how do we get that message across? And that's something that we've talked about internally as to how we better do that. So it's a fair question and we'll continue to look at that and see what we can do about it. And, you know, you guys, if I remember correctly, you and your co-founders had taken in one round of uh, funding and we're thinking about doing a second one. Yes, we just closed the second round. Okay. So you're set up to keep pushing it and yeah. and growing it. And you said, you know, if everything works perfect in this year, you might start looking beyond the borders of Texas. Like where, where would you think, like what would be a next natural direction you might want to head? Well, I think the most logical places would be some of the neighboring states, you know, in this region, Oklahoma, of course, being one, Arkansas, New Mexico, but we actually are, are going to be putting that out to the consumers. Uh, we would much rather be pulled into some of these markets as to, to try to push our way in. And so we're going to reach out to the public, really, and just kind of see what response we get, what what states maybe uh, will be of interest uh, for us going forward. But I, but I think those three that I mentioned are probably the most logical just because of their proximity to Texas. And, and many of those those folks have already been in the state of Texas or have friends here that have tried it or heard about it. And are there any thoughts about opening um, an eight tap room or specifically an eight brewery or right now, just keep working it with um, you know, having a contract brewed and that way you can free the capital up to actually grow the brand? Yeah, uh, another good question. We've had some of those conversations as well. Right now, It's we're still in the infancy of where we are. So but down the road, if this were to become, and how far down the road, that is anyone's guess. But if this were to become what I would ultimately love to see happen, then I think us having a brewery would be a big part of that. But that that's even further down the road from everything yeah. else that we've already talked about. So we've got we've got a lot of steps. You know, it's like when I when I started out in athletics as a quarterback, when I was in, uh, let's say, junior high, and I said, boy, I want to be a professional athlete when I get out of college, you know, one day, then, you know, first you got to make the team and then you got to be the starting quarterback and then you've got to hopefully go on and play college ball. So you can have this big vision way down the road, but it's uh, there's a lot of steps in between and that's that's where we are. Yeah. And look, I mean, building a brewery from scratch is not the cheapest thing in the world. And right. with the slowing of the craft beer movement, there's a lot of very nice craft breweries out there that have, you know, they're not brewing a capacity and they're more than willing to, you know, say, bring it in. A, you're helping them because they're making a profit. And B, you don't have to sink X million dollars into building right. a brand new facility, That's which right. isn't easy. That's right. With your beer, is there any thoughts about any football teams or become an official beer of something in the NFL? You know, like I'm sure you could probably call Jerry up and say, listen, you know, why don't we why don't we do something with eight? Well, there's a there's a company, there's a beer already that pays them a lot of money. And you know, yeah. I don't know that I don't know that that's in the cards anytime soon. But no, we uh, we think the way that we've gone about it so far, we've we've been able to align ourselves with certain individuals or uh, various events to get our message out there, maybe maybe down the road. But uh, again, we're we're just we're not in a position right now to do a lot of the things that are required. We we have had some talks with some other leagues that that aren't as accomplished as the National Football League about somehow incorporating eight into you know being the official beer. I, I'm not at liberty to say what what those are at this time. But yeah, every every opportunity that I have. 
especially with some of the things that I do and have been doing throughout my my post football career, I I do try to see if there's a way that we can incorporate eight uh, into the platform. And you know, for your advertising in uh, Texas, are you doing television ads? How is the ad campaign built, or is it just more kind of local guerrilla working with your distributors? Yeah, we we did do a TV commercial that ran locally and in some markets during the Super Bowl, which uh, which was pretty cool. And then it ran a couple more times post Super Bowl, but felt it was an opportunity. You know what? It may not have been the Super Bowl. It might have been. I think it was the. It might have been the Cowboys Tampa Bay game. It might have been the divisional playoff game, but it was at some point during the playoffs. I don't think it wasn't the it wasn't the Super Bowl. But you know, we felt that that was an opportunity. It was an expense, but felt that it was an expense that was worthwhile in order for those that weren't familiar with our beer to, to see it and uh, and get it out there, knowing that that was going to have a big viewership. So, last question for you, and I'll let you go because I know you're a busy man. But how cool is it to have your own beer company? Well, it's 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 cool. You know, I've I've done some things that. Over the years, I've been very fortunate. I was a owner of the San Diego Padres at one time. I was an owner of an NASCAR team. I've owned car dealerships. Uh, so I've, I've been involved in a lot of different projects that, you know, I thought at the time, gosh, if, if you'd have told my younger self that I would have been involved in some of these types of things, I would have thought, man, it, there's no way. And I guess the same about the beer. It is interesting, though, that for me, and I think I told you last time when we talked that I feel like I've kind of been in the beer business for a long time uh, because I worked for a beer distributorship in college. I got to meet and get to know one of the largest beer distributors that's based out of Dallas, Andrews Distributing, and they've become like family to me. And they've been very instrumental in our successes here in North Texas and then even across the state of Texas. And then I've done some some national ads uh, for some beer companies. And so there, I've always kind of had this association with beer. And it does feel a little natural that, that okay, well, here I am. And, and I've got now my own beer. I didn't think that would happen either, but it seems logical based on my past. And, uh, and, I, and I'm excited. You know, I think I probably... I've never been one who's really sat back and and looked behind me too much uh, or gotten caught up in what I'm, I just know that there's still, so I'm kind of driven looking ahead. And I I hope that the next time we talk, if that's another year from now or whenever it might be, I, I hope we have more good things to be saying, wow, I remember when we talked you know, back in 2023, and this is where you were and look where you're at now. That that would That would mean a lot to me. And that's what I'm hopeful for. Well, and hopefully when uh, Dion shows up, because you know he will, because Texas is a fertile recruiting ground for Colorado. Yeah. And he stops by to visit, you'll toss him a beer and be like, that's my beer, by the way. I'll toss him one and have him take a picture with it, but he doesn't drink, so he won't be be a consumer of ours. (laughs) It makes sense. I mean, he's he's in such amazingly good shape anyway, so. Yeah. As someone who lived in uh, Colorado for 20 years in Boulder, I have nothing but pure hope that he can resurrect I think he CU and that uh, the Broncos can find a good get find their mojo and start winning again. Yeah, well, I uh, I'm optimistic about both fronts. I, I'm a huge fan of Dion's. I think he's going to do a fantastic job for Colorado and Sean Payton. If he can't get it turned around there in Denver, then I'm not sure who can. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, thanks for taking the time to jump on with me today, Troy. I really do appreciate it. And congrats on the success with eight. Like I said, it's it's a great beer. You guys sent me some and it's it's a damn good product. 
Thank you so much. Really enjoy being on with you.